The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, it's time for another Happy Hour Quick Shot. Uh, today is not a fun day. Uh, today's topic is how does Saints replace Nick Fairley? He's out for the year. Quickly, Andrew, explain the list that the Saints put him on and what it all means for his career and cap-wise and all that stuff. Yeah, so right now, you know, he, he's just uh, – it's like he's on the roster. He counts the normal cap. And remember, this is the first year of his deal. So, um, you know, he, he's not a huge hit against the cap. If they were to release him or if he were to retire, uh, he would count about an, ex- an extra $6 million in dead money. Uh, so he's actually way more expensive off the team than he is on it this year. Um, he's about $3 million against the cap. You know, if he's on the team and nine million against the cap, if if he's released or retires, so uh, this is definitely the best avenue for this year if they want to have some flexibility financially. He's on the NFI, I think, list, which is the non-football injury list, um, and he's out for the year. Uh, that does open the possibility to him coming back and playing next year if he gets his heart situation worked out. Uh, my guess is realistically. It won't happen. I mean, I, when you look at a guy that's 300 pounds and has a heart heart issue, I think when a doctor says he shouldn't be playing football anymore, I think that the second prescription or the second piece of advice he's going to give is you need to lose a lot of weight. And if he does that, he can't play football, obviously. At least he can't play defensive tackle. So um, I, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I would give his chances of playing next year. I, I mean, I would say it's extremely low. I, I'd say his career is most likely done. You still there? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry about that. Um, I'd say there's okay. about an 80% chance that Nick Fairley shows up at Saints training camp next year, and everybody's like, oh, my God, he looks like a different person because he's lost, like, 80 pounds. Yeah, I mean, if he's you know? if that happens, then I don't think he can play. No, he can't play. Yeah. His, his, yeah. Career, his career is over. So this sucks for the Saints on the field in horrific ways. Um, so the question comes now is, I don't necessarily think it's replacing it fairly because you can't replace him. You can't replace six no. and a half sacks and 40, whatever, 45 quarterback hurries and 25 quarterback hits. You can't replace that. They don't have anybody on the roster that can do it. Don't tell me Onyemata can do it. He plays, he's played football for like 20 minutes, right? right. So my thing is, Andrew, to replace Nick Fairley, the only way to do it is they've got to be awesome somewhere else on the roster to, like, balance out the, the, the – Well, right, the I, so I, I think what was – so, yeah, I mean, I hear you, but I think what was exciting about this defensive line was the potential of Rankins and Fairley next to each other. But I think Rankins can become 2016 fairly level good. You know, I, I don't I don't want to say better because, you know, let, let's, let's let him get there first, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, think, I think Rankins, obviously, he has the potential to be awesome. And, and if he gets to that level, then, then you know, to be treading water with last year, at least in terms of the interior, 
then you just really need someone to be Rankin's rookie level quality good for, for nine games, you know, to basically be even with last year. So um, I, I would say I, I think the biggest hope is that Rankins takes that big leap to where he's fairly quality. And then you just have to hope the combination of Tony McDaniel, who I, I think probably makes this team and now, you know, has value. Uh, and Can he be Kevin Williams? Can he be Kevin? Remember Kevin Williams? He was yeah. on the Saints for what, two I years? I mean, McDaniel where he played really last old. year. Was, yeah. yeah, McDaniel played yeah. last year. He, he was pretty good. And, and Kevin Williams, I think, Kevin Williams ended up playing way more snaps than the Saints intended for him. I think, you know, they had some injuries at defensive tackle. And I think when they, I remember when they first signed him, they were like, yeah, maybe he plays like half the snaps. Well, he ended up starting and playing like 80 or 90% of the snaps just because he was clearly their best option. And, yeah, he didn't have a great season, but for an old man in the twilight of his career, he, he was—he totally had a decent season with the Saints. Uh, I think that's—I I think number one with Tony McDaniel, you hope that he plays a lot less snaps than that. I think he'll play mostly on running downs, but I still think I, defensive tackle isn't a disaster. When you talk about the four-man rotation of Davison, Onyemata, Rankins, and, and McDaniel in no specific order, you know, that gives you four capable players. Yeah, the the thing is for the Saints now, to me on defense, the only way they're going to get to 2016 level, 2016 level or better in the front seven now is they need somebody to kick a whole lot of ass. They yeah. need Rankins besides like besides Cam Jordan. Besides Cam Jordan, they need Rankins to turn into Fairly, and they need somebody else to kick a whole lot of ass. You know, you could I nominate Okafor, which before we were like Okafor. If you can just not be Paul Kruger and give us five to seven sacks, we'll do handstands and it'll be phenomenal. Now we kind of need Okafor to be like an eight to twelve sack guy, and that's kind of ridiculous to say it out loud. It's not happening, yeah. But but that's that's kind of what you need. Or you need somebody in the second. You need somebody on this defense to be spectacular because. Before you were like, with the defensive line, you were like, if Okafor can give you four to six sacks and you have health and you have Fairley and Rankins and Jordan, they're going to be really good. And maybe somebody in the secondary can come along and be really good. And that will make the defense, that will get the defense to like average and they'll be like top 15. Now, without Fairley, you need somebody else to be spectacular and that might get you to like below 20, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just think without fairly the the realistic nature of this pass rush, you know, being a big improvement over last year is almost null and void. I just don't see how they improve with this pass rush when they haven't really gotten anyone. You know, Okafor is a is a decent role player that gets injured a lot. Uh, you know, maybe Kikaha comes back and he gives you something. Maybe some of these rookies have potential, but to me they didn't improve their pass rush. They they not they lost Nick Fairley, so now the pass rush is worse than it was last year, and that's the you reality. Know, and here's the here's the question that we're not you know we focus on Nick Fairley's pass rush, and obviously because it was really good last year, but I felt like he was an underrated key. And one of the things one thing the Saints defense did last year that that I think at least gave them a fighting chance, and the secondary got decimated with injury, so it was really hard to see if it worked. They stopped the run really well. They were top 12 against the run. And I think yeah. Fairley was a big part of that. And that, to me, was one of the, the reasons for optimism because you, you could say, well, they added pieces in the secondary. And if they can remain 
where teams teams last year, except for Atlanta, no team really shoved the Saints around. You know, in previous years, teams would just shove the stages. They just beat the Saints' brains in. They shoved them around to whatever they wanted. At least last year, you couldn't shove them around. How big of a loss is fairly there, and how do you how do you maybe not be top ten against the run, but how do you not be a disaster versus the run like they had they have been? I just think he's so disruptive, and that he has a. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Really quick first step, he just beats a lot of guys off the snap, and then he's powerful enough and and quick enough once he's in the backfield to to redirect runs, and that's... That's where he causes problems. So I just don't know if there's a guy other than Rankins uh, on this roster that could be that. Now, against the run, you know, McDaniel is very good. I mean, that's what he does best. Um, Tyler Davidson, that's definitely what he does best. Um, Those guys aren't really pass rushers. So, you know, I could see some situations where Rankins comes out on running downs because I would say Rankins is not a great run defender, not yet. Um, So, you know, I I would say there's going to be some – times where maybe McDaniel and, and Davidson play next to each other on first and 10 or second and one, you know, situations like that. And um, I, I think it can still work. You know, they, they still have some guys up there up front that can play that pretty well. And then it'll come down to the linebackers filling those gaps and, and playing well. So there's no, there's, there's no fix to this. There, I mean, they'll probably try to fish a body out maybe, in, you know, like they did with Kruger, Kruger last year where they'll sign, you know, a team will make a cut. And yeah, I mean, at least for now, McDaniel's the body they fished. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's nothing else to do. So uh, to, to wrap this up, I guess, um, what would you say – who who would you say now if you if you rank the defensive line – Jordan one, Rankins two. Who's the third guy most likely to? If if I said go to Vegas, Andrew, and here's a thousand dollars, put a bet on who's going to be the Saints' third best defensive lineman this year. Who would you bet am, on? Am I allowed to pick Ellerby? <laughs> you can pick Ellerby if you yeah. want. I mean, I would pick Ellerby just you know on third down as a pass rusher coming off the edge. I mean, that, that's probably the best guy they have. 
Um, so that'll but, be that'll be fun. I, mean, for like I, guess, four weeks. I guess my pick would be Okafor. I guess, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, this, this is the wor- This has been the worst June in the history of the Saints organization. It's like getting five gallons of cold water dunked on your head, and all your optimism is sucked dry. But we'll work on it, and we'll get we'll try to pump yeah. ourselves up. I mean, Breeze, Breeze said it. Breeze said it. If you saw Breeze's interview, he was like, "I'm going to be very honest with you. We, we've had a rough period here." Even Breeze, the eternal optimist who never says anything bad, like had had to concede that things aren't good right now. Yeah. Well, it's only June, so uh, I guess we're done. Uh, until next time.